Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Let me just say, after view distorting the belt, they're proclaiming the real world champion. I'm going to tell you all, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. Hey, everybody. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the ACHA Power Play. We are live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube, of course, as always, powered up by the Belly Up Network of podcasts, bellyupsports.com. You can uh, check out our complete list of podcasts and the great articles on uh, bellyupsports.com and uh, all that we've got going on. Happy holidays, everybody. We are less than three months away from puck drop. The road to St. Louis is in full gear. I know we're going to maybe take a little break around Christmas time for everybody to uh, recharge, but I know that once uh, the first of the year gets going, we are really going to get really, it, it, the pace is going to step up. So we invite you to stick around with us throughout the road to St. Louis coming up March 7th through the 17th. we got a great lineup of guests coming up here momentarily. Mackenzie Murphy is going to join us from the Hockey House podcast. Really excited to talk to Mackenzie. They've got a great, great thing going on. One of the partners with the ACHA. Just uh, really thrilled to be able to talk to him. And then coming up at the bottom of the hour, the head coach of the Ohio Bobcats. They're a perennial Division I men's national tournament participant. Last year, I think they made the semifinals. Uh, they're always right near the top. Leo Marone's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Really looking forward to talking to him. But right now, let us bring in our first guest, by the way. And uh, he is Mackenzie Murphy from uh, Hockey House Pod. Uh, Mackenzie, hey, thanks for taking time out tonight to be with us. How are you? It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Lou. Excited to uh, talk ACHA hockey. You talk a little bit about the break we got coming up here, which is going to be tough for guys like me and you who live and breathe <laughs> ACHA hockey, but we'll make it through. Oh, we will. Before we get into talking about the ACHA, 
tell us a little bit uh tell us a little bit about your podcast and uh what you guys got got going on because you do such fantastic work it's always fun watching and reading your social media hits and uh seems like you're everywhere yeah i mean and and it's it's been a crazy journey um just to to rewind and, and let you know how it started uh basically came out of the pandemic right so yeah. I, I was a going into my sophomore year at syracuse university i played on the acha m1 team that we have over there and you know i was just like any other kid growing up in new england i wanted to play college hockey and i thought that mm-hmm. i was going to end up at one of the small division three liberal arts schools in the area and um fortunate enough for me i had a guidance counselor uh, when i pg'd that was like hey like you want to major in communications and you want to play college hockey like why not syracuse and i was like what Sure enough, I look it up like Syracuse Division One ACHA plays on campus, and I just had an amazing time my freshman year. And over the summer, you know, everyone's trying to f- stay busy during quarantine. I was thinking, like, it's crazy. Like, there's like no nothing for the ACHA. Like, w- right. w- imagine if we started a spit and chicklets for the ACHA. And I mean, it first year we probably had like three thousand followers on social media, and it was like a fun side project. And now it's, I mean, it's basically my part-time gig at this point. We're almost to fifty thousand followers on Instagram, yeah. which is crazy. And um, you know, we, we average a lot of uh, listeners on our podcast too. So it, it's been such a terrific journey. And along the way, we've had some tremendous partnerships, and one of those being with the ACHA. We've been to the national tournament the last two years, and uh, we can't wait to go again this year. Yeah, it uh, St. Louis is going to be a great. F- uh seen for it again this year boston was fun last year uh the acha in my eyes in the last i've been involved with them this will be my eighth year going to a national tournament and uh it has grown exponentially even even in the last eight years the the popularity of the acha and the aau for that matter has really skyrocketed yeah it's unbelievable and i think you know the coolest part about it for me seeing this growth Mm -hmm. Um, now that I'm, you know, I graduated last year. So been able to look at it from the outside. Uh, the coolest part is like going to my, my, my younger brother, he's playing U 18s right now and going to those games and hearing about the kids talk. I was like, Oh, Hey, what's that kid going to do after high school? Oh, he's looking at some ACHA school. It's like, wow. Like I cannot believe like we're at the point (laughs) now where 16 and 17 year old kids know the ACHA is an option. You know, most guys were like me, they were chasing the division three dream. And then at the last minute, somebody pointed them in the right direction. But to, to hear those types of kids talking about it, you know, the kids playing AAA, the kids who are playing mm-hmm. juniors talk about the ACHA is, is an unbelievable thing for the game. So the ACHA, we talk about it all the time, Mackenzie, is uh, the first semester, some of the teams start uh, they start playing around Labor Day, practicing in August. Uh, it's a little bit of a marathon until now. And they get to go home, recharge a little bit. Then the sprint starts after the first of the year, man six weeks to uh regionals and d2 conference tournaments why this is my favorite time of the year right now we're all after january 1st because everybody knows what's at stake especially you know in the d1 and the d3 where they don't have regionals anymore yeah it, it you you hit the nail on the head it, it is a sprint after christmas and actually it's one of the things i think we take for granted at the acha level yeah i had an older brother who played ncaa hockey and you know, he was only home for maybe 48 hours around Christmas time because they play through Christmas break. Right. And, you know, we're fortunate enough that we get to go as soon as finals are over, we're heading home. We're, uh, 
you know, I know a lot of teams this time of year, they're looking forward to the break because they got some guys banged up. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it's nice to hit refresh on that second semester. And I think it makes or breaks teams. You know, there's there's a lot of teams going into the break uh, with a lot of confidence right now. And I think there are uh, plenty of other teams who maybe didn't end the semester on the note that they wanted to. Right. And, uh, you know, some teams they talk about in the NHL, right? Like 75 percent of the teams that are in a playoff spot at Thanksgiving usually end up making it. And it's, uh, it's honestly the same in the, the ACHA. You look at M1, like a majority of those teams you saw in the rankings around Thanksgiving are, are probably were going to be in St. Louis at the end of the year. Right. So it, it's uh, it definitely is an exciting time of year. Well, a little bit too with uh, D1. You know, you, you got a couple of new participants this year. Uh, the University of Mary, uh, they've picked up right where they left off. It's amazing when they started out the first year, they weren't eligible to go because you know the the rules of the ACHA but they were one of the top teams in the country in D2 they've had one hell of a run now they're in D1 and I well the latest rankings will be out tomorrow I think they usually come out on Wednesdays but they're fifth ranked or sixth ranked in the country uh but in D1 McKenzie what I've noticed is there's been a lot more flip-flopping up and down this year in the rankings yeah it's uh I think there was that first computer ranking came out, I think, scared a couple of teams, especially <laughs> some ACHA powers. Uh, yeah. I, it's yeah. my favorite day of the year. I, I mean, put that right next to Thanksgiving. I, my <laughs> second my second favorite holiday is the first ACHA M1 computer <laughs> ranking because it's just it's pure chaos. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you those teams that like Liberty and Ohio who have the really strong schedules and I think yeah. they were like, you know, 19 and 18 in the ranking. And I think their, <laughs> their fans were a little confused about that and they've yeah. worked their way up now. I think they're seven and eight respective in the last one. So it is, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. And there has been a lot of flip-flop too. And, um, you know, it just felt like Minot state was going to hold on to that number one slot. And, um, you know, for the first time in a number of years, they, uh, they they blew a tire there and so they lost yeah. three in a row here and now adrian has swooped in and uh that's a team that's on a mission and, and they want to get back to the national championship game well if i know coach astalis well enough i've had uh, the pleasure of talking with him quite a few times he's going to use that as a little motivation but you know if i also know minot state they're going to be that three game losing streak is going to be a burn their saddle and they're definitely going to be using that as a tool as well when they come out of the break yeah, and and you know what, a, t- a team that I, I I don't think we've talked about enough, at least on the hockey house pod side of things, a team that I've been really impressed with this year is Jamestown. I think oh. they've been in in Minot's shadows for a little yeah. too long now, and I don't know if having you marry in their conference is helping them, um, but they they are playing some really good hockey lately, and that's the kind of a team that you know of a, a fairly new ACHA program um, in the last decade, and, and it's yeah. really cool to see them in the top five as well. How- how do you explain the North Dakota with so many powerhouses in the ACHA at the D1 and D2 level? You throw in Dakota College, uh, Botno, uh, Travis's team is always up there. It's amazing how, how competitive and how successful they are in uh, North Dakota. Yeah, it's crazy. I actually I saw something today about the lack of Division three universities out west you know yeah. you see a lot of division one schools and you see a decent mm-hmm. amount of division two schools you know your you marries your minot states yeah of the world uh but no division three schools so i think you know if you're That's a kid great, growing right? up out there and uh, they love the western canadian boys too so uh those guys come down and they play really hard so i i think it just makes the hockey so much better at the acha level out there 
We're joined by Mackenzie Murphy here on the ACHA Power Play. He's from the Hockey House podcast. Uh, again, I can't tell you enough. Follow them on Instagram, on X, any kind of social media that they're on. They they give you great highlights. They've got great interviews. Uh, they're a definitely uh, someone that you want to follow for all the best in ACHA hockey. Uh, Mackenzie, in Division Three on the men's side, again, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be here in Michigan. I broadcast the Calvin games and uh, it, it's just, it's looking again, like the state of Michigan is going to be well-represented in the tournament. Such how do you explain over the last decade and a half now, the dominance of Michigan in division three? It's incredible. I mean, we say it all the time and I had heard, I had heard about, you know, when I, when we first went to nationals in St. Louis two years mm-hmm. ago, Somebody made a comment to me about like uh, those darn Michigan teams. I was like, "What do you mean?" Like, I, you know, at this point, like, I'm I'm still like Hope College. Like, who's that? What is that? Because you know, I was an ACHA Division One guy. That's I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I just knew the teams I played against. And then, you know, once I went there and experienced it, I was like, oh, "Okay, all right, these Michigan teams are legit." But then going back in Boston, and it's Michigan teams all over again. I'm like, "Okay, so the the road the road to the national championship runs through Michigan." I got it, and the MCHC is a tremendous powerhouse in, in division three. And I think the most exciting thing is the, the front runner right now is a team that we don't talk about a lot in, in M three, you know, usually you get your hopes or your yeah. Michigans or your Calvins. And now we're talking grand Valley state. They've been on a roll. Yeah. They've uh, they were there a few years ago when they went to Dallas and then ran into that uh, Sioux college team back then that in my opinion, McKenzie back in Dallas in 2019, Probably could have beaten. Uh, they could have won the D two championship and would have get you know would have had a strong showing in D one that year. But gosh, that's five years ago already. I can't believe how fast the time flies. Yeah, Grand Valley's good. You know, in w- one of the things about ACHA hockey that I want to talk about. You know, people think that stigma club, and it's just, it is not club. Ho- I mean, technically it might be, but I got to tell you, you know, broadcasting Calvin and Hope. Uh, about a month ago now, I think it was, there wasn't a seat to be had in that barn where Calvin plays, and they were wrapped around the rink. It, it's electric when you go to some of these games. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and you know, Hope Hope gets a good crowd. Calvin gets a great crowd. That place in Saginaw is rocking every night. Oh, yes. um, it is it is insane, and, and you know, I, I, it's funny. Like, the club stigma is still there. Yeah, but at this point, I I almost think we're turning a corner with it. I I kind of like to throw the club term out and wear it with pride. Like, yeah, this yeah. is club hockey. Look at it. Like, look how crazy. Like, I it almost it it almost is like uh you know I I love when guys wear it on the chest. Like, heck yeah, this is club hockey. Look yeah. how like this is legit. It's not because I think 10, 15 years ago when people heard club hockey, they thought mismatching jerseys, beers <laughs> in the bags, right, and, right, and uh getting up to no good when you're out on the ice and, and rallying 11 guys on a Friday night to go drive two hours away in vans. But I mean, it is nowhere near that anymore. No, not at all. I agree. Um, now at the D two level, it's funny is uh, UMass is the defending champs. Uh, I think, you know, they're in the mix. They're probably going to have to go to the regionals to get back to nationals. Uh, to me, the East side of the state has always been the, the, probably the stronger end for D2 hockey, except for the run that Mary had. Uh, you know, you watch, you know, watch Cincinnati over the years, Keene State, uh, New Hampshire, uh, Florida Gulf Coast. I know they're down south, but they're always a powerhouse. 
But the Northeast for D- Division II hockey on the men's side has always been really, really good. Yeah, and I, I, I think it, it gets overlooked because yeah. of – you know, a lot of these teams are kind of looked at as the JV team on campus, right? Like UMass, yeah. we all know UMass, like these hockey East schools, they have such big programs mm. at the division one level that I think, you know, if, for instance, let's go out West. Let's look at Utah state. I mean, they're getting 2000 fans a night. Weber state's getting a thousand five hundred. <laughs> they're packing these barns Amazing. and the hockey teams in the Northeast are just as good as these other M2 teams. They're just not playing in front of that many fans, right? Like UNH played at the Whittemore Center against UMass the other day and probably in front of 18 parents. Oh. But the hockey is just as good and if not better here. And it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's a lot of these New England kids who played really good high school hockey. They want to go to a big state school with their buddies and uh, they're playing a high level of hockey at the same time. I, I, I've said it for a couple of years now, but I think the M2 title is the toughest championship in sports because you have to either get that auto bid. And if you go to yeah. regionals, you got to oh win Lord. X amount of games in a row just to get to the national championship game. And we saw that last year with a team like Indiana and a team like Iowa being yeah. in the final four. Yeah. Iowa made one hell of a run, you know, and back when the division three had the regionals, you know, all these, you know, like Aquinas in 2017, hope had to come out of the regionals, you know, that those single elimination do or die tournaments are, uh, they're exciting for you and I, but for the coaches, oh my God, and the players, man, it is uh, so draining. Uh, I know, and and you mentioned Keene State. That was a team who I would have, you know, picked to win the regional last year, and they got yeah. upset in the second round by UVM in overtime. And it's like, man, like your whole season comes down to that. And you know, at Rink One in Marlboro, I, I think maybe they they got caught looking ahead, and I think yeah. a lot of teams do when you look at the field, but. It just shows how competitive it is. And my favorite part about the ACHA is uh, talking with the Florida Gulf Coast guys. You know, they've been so dominant for so long, and it's because their coach always says, hey, if you guys want to pay an extra grand, we can go to regionals. But if not, like, we got to we gotta be the top two seed in the Southeast because we don't have money in the budget to go to regionals. Like, flights <laughs> in Florida around spring break are not cheap. So oh that is why they are such a good regular season team. They know what's on the line and year in and year out, they find themselves in that number one or two spot um, and going to nationals. You know, you just touched on something I, I want to bring up. And I talked to all the, you know, the coaches that come on the show. It, this is the thing that just amazes me about these student athletes and the, the coaches and whatever, the presidents of these teams. Let's say that, I'm just going to use Iowa, for example. I don't know everything about what they did, but they go through. First, they got to get the budget. They got to come up with the cash to go to regionals, right? Okay, they win. The euphoria sets in. They win, and then boom, it's like six hours later, like, holy crap, we got to come up with $20,000 to go to Boston or St. Louis or wherever. And in the short amount of time, these kids, the kids and the parents and the coaches – Got to raise this money to me is just a testament of how dedicated the guys and gals are that go to these national tournaments. Yeah, well, usually you see a team win their conference, and the first thing they'll do is they'll post the team picture. The yeah. second thing they'll do is post the graphic for the Chipotle fundraiser on Thursday night because they got to <laughs> raise some it. funds. Right. So it is it is unbelievable what these teams go through. I I remember seeing last year, um, you know the price tag it took for a team like Kentucky to go to nationals, right? Because they're oh, so yeah. far away from Boston and they got to take some connecting flights out of Lexington. And, uh, you know, 
close to six figures is what we're looking at there. And, and uh, that's something man? Un- unbelievable because, you know, in, in D2, they're fortunate enough. They have pool play, right? So they're hanging around yeah. for the whole week. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's three meals a day and, yeah. you know, five nights in the hotel practice times too. It gets expensive. And we, we talk about it all the time on our podcast, but it, it takes a certain level of commitment to be successful at the club oh, hockey man. level. And you, you have to really love hockey, right? You know, those guys, yeah. nothing against the guys playing NCAA division one, but everything is handed to them on a silver yeah. spoon, right? You know, their classes are scheduled for them. If they need extra assistance, it's there. If they pulled something in practice, it's going to get treated right afterwards. The hoops that a lot of these athletes are jumping through are remarkable. And it just means that much more at the end of the season when they get to lift the trophy. Mackenzie, I know I'm jumping all around. We got about uh, nine minutes left. This has been a lot of fun. Is anybody going to beat Liberty in women's D1 this year? Well, geez. I mean, <laughs> just like we saw Minot take their foot off the gas for a little bit here, it seems like Midland is in control right yeah. now. But I got to be careful with my words here because last year we thought the Liberty reign was over and then they used that as fuel to go back and win a fifth championship here. So I'm just going to sit back. I won't have any hot takes about women's one, but I know every year, um, whether it's the alumni, the players, the parents, the fans, when they see that photo of Liberty at center ice with a trophy, uh, yeah. it, it, it burns a little in their stomach each year. And so I, I mean, just like in, in any other tournament, I, I love when we don't have a repeat. I love seeing new yeah, champions, but right. what the Liberty women have done is is truly remarkable. Oh, it is. Uh, quick story. Um, back in 2017, when we did the uh, reveal shows out down at Liberty um, for the men's D2 and the men's D3, you know, I do the I used to do the play-by-play for Aquinas, and uh, I picked Calvin to win it that year. They ended up playing each other in the finals. I got back. And their coach and their players were giving me the stink eye. And I thought, oh, my God, they're the silent treatment and everything. And then they finally broke down and started laughing. But, yeah, they use that stuff as motivation, Mackenzie. You got that right, man. Oh, uh, we, we forget how many people listen to us talk. <laughs> it's awesome, right? like, though, eh? Yeah, no, it is great. There's nothing like going to the national tournament and have somebody giving you a hard time for the pick you had. And then, you know, you got to take a step back and be like, wait, I, I forget people actually listen to me talk. So, yeah, it, it is unbelievable. And uh, one of one of my favorite parts about going to the end of yeah. your tournament. So, and finally, women's D2, we got uh, Assiniboine, uh, Villanova, you know, right up there again, but my goodness, Sioux College looks like they're loaded for bear again uh, to come back and be a force uh, in in St. Louis one more year in a row at least. Yeah, and that was a tournament last year that had a lot of surprises, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I think we everybody chalked up a, a Cinnaboyne versus Sioux in the final, and then the, those girls from Northeastern they put up what a run they Boy, had. They um, crazy. I mean, one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and, and it just shows you know how long and hard they battled to get to where they were, you know, a, a team like Sioux college, who probably has a lot more funding going into their ACHA women's yeah. program than Northeastern. I, I joke Northeastern looked like a high school all-star team out there because the girls all had, you know, their high school colored helmets and pads and gloves. <laughs> and you got a Cinnaboyne uh, on the other end and they got all the CCM gear in the world, but they put up such a good fight. And at the end of the tournament, you know, you always hear people say, like, if you give it your all at the end, you can't be disappointed. And, and the girls yeah. from Northeastern weren't disappointed at all. I think they raised that second place trophy higher than Sioux College raised the championship trophy because they were so so proud of the effort that they put forth. Well, you know, and it, that's a great point, too, Mackenzie, because I kind of I think you can almost say that about Iowa against uh, UMass in the championship game. I mean, 
that run they had. And they gave, you know, and I'm always thankful to Iowa. They gave me my favorite call in that double overtime game uh, against Indiana. Being on the mic for that was uh, a memory I will never forget, you know, and it was so much fun. So, hey, speaking of that, uh, one of your best moments this year so far from the ACHA, I know you get a ton of highlights. Uh, anything stand out for you here in the first half of this season? Yeah, so uh, we we have had some exciting plans. We we were, took the sh- we took the show on the road this semester, which was great. We nice. went, you know now that now that I'm not playing, um, you know we hit a couple AAU games, we hit a couple of ACHA games. But for me personally, it was going and witnessing the Governor's Cup for the first time in person, seeing NC State and UNC go head to head at PNC Arena in yeah. Raleigh was amazing. I mean, I, I've uh david herman our our producer and photographer he went down to frozen finley last year which you know twenty four thousand people for an outdoor game in the acha level is insane and he was able to witness that i saw it on a much smaller scale they packed about six thousand people into the lower bowl at pnc arena but it was so cool i mean the amount of people in the stands wearing jerseys and repping their school colors and both bands there both student sections there it felt like a bean pot game you know when you go to td wow. garden and you see bc and bu go head sure. to head it, it it was a special atmosphere there and for me i mean that that was the coolest thing i witnessed but i want to talk favorite moment from the acha it's it's any time that we can make you know make the acha break the internet and for us the first thing that happened this year was hunter verostic with a highlight save against minot state uh, oh. pulling a, a Dominic Hashik style yes. move with the reverse split save, no look. And uh, unfortunately he got the loss in that game because yeah. lineup was on a tear against Liberty. They just had their number right from the start this year. Yeah. But anytime we can get the ACHA on sports center, top 10 plays is a good night. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you got? What's your next uh, big feature before we let you go? What do you got working right now for the ACHA? We're uh we're we're just kind of looking at that national championship uh, schedule here in St. Okay. Louis and, and making sure that we can uh, get as many guys from from our team down there and, and covering it like we have for the last two yeah. years and yeah. uh, we have our our eyes on some trips we haven't booked anything yet but um very very impressed with the crowd we saw out in Montana this past weekend for Montana State versus Montana. We have yeah. our eyes on that. We've seen some schools in Michigan, like we talked about, at the M3 level, so we might have to make a stop over there before the season ends, but nothing uh, official yet. But we, we do have our eyes on some places that we'd love to go take the hockey house to. If you uh, if you make a trip to Michigan, please, please get a hold of me. I'd love to meet you in person before St. Louis I'm because I'll be down there as well. Uh, but uh, I think you'd enjoy it. I know... The one thing on my calendar, and they keep telling me, you know, Dan Huntley always, you know, I keep promising I'm going out to Minot and to Mary to watch some hockey out there. But I think in the next couple of years, that is definitely, I just got to talk my wife into it to go out there for a road trip. It's a tough sell, right? You're talking to people about going to an ACHA hockey game in North Dakota. It it, it takes oh. them a second to understand what you're doing. But I mean, that, I mean, I saw the teddy bear toss you, Mary, had the other night. That was yeah. great. Minot State always draws a good crowd and a passionate fan base there. So, I mean, it's not hard to find a, a quality no. atmosphere in the ACHA these days. Well, Mackenzie, take a deep breath. Enjoy the holidays. Uh, again, I certainly appreciate you coming on tonight. This was an absolute treat. We'd love to have you on again down the road. Maybe we can get you on bef- uh, right before the Nationals, do a little preview if uh, you got the time then. Um, 
But hey, thanks again for coming on. This has been a blast. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. And uh, you'll have to give Leo a hard time because I, I don't think his Bobcats have lost since we went out to Athens and visited them. So I they're, on quite the, they're on quite the run now. And it was uh, good to catch up with him <laughs> and go witness Bird Arena in person. But again, Lou, thanks for having me. And uh, we'll, we'll catch up down the road. All right. Thanks. All right, Mackenzie. Thank you. Mackenzie Murphy from uh, the Hockey Host Podcast. Again, one of the partners with the ACHA. If you want complete ACHA coverage, look no further than uh, the Hockey House Pod. Check them out on Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter on X, I should say. So, uh, again, thanks to Mackenzie for coming on with us. Hey, uh, as Mackenzie mentioned, Leo Marone is coming on here shortly, the head coach of the Ohio Bobcats. They are ranked number seven in the country in men's division one, at least uh, through last weekend. The, the latest rankings will probably be released tomorrow. So, uh, stick around for that. We got a lot to talk about here. It is the ACHA Power Play. We are live right here on uh, the Captain Lou Sports Network on uh, YouTube. And of course, uh, we invite you to subscribe to our network, the Captain Lou Sports Network. We All the shows, the ACHA Power Plays are live on there. This is our seventh season doing the ACHA Power Play. And uh, it gets better. And it, it just gets more fun every year. You know, we get great guests like uh, Mackenzie Murphy, who's uh really spreading the word with the ACHA. They do a wonderful job, and it's, uh, again, a pleasure to have him on the show. And uh, so check all of our shows. Our ACHA Power Plays are on uh, the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. We invite you to subscribe to that. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at the Real Captain Lou. Uh, the Captain Lou Extravaganza on Facebook or uh, Lewis Gamlin on Facebook. Or drop me an email, sweetlou1965 at uh, Yahoo. Com. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We'll have more here on the ACHA Power Play, and uh, we'll have Leo Marone, the head coach of uh, the Ohio Bobcats, stopping by talk a little Bobcat hockey as uh, they're starting to get it turned. They're they not that they were down, but they're on a roll right now, and uh, we can't wait to uh, talk a little Bobcat hockey with him. So don't go anywhere. You're on the ACHA Power Play. It's the biggest game of the year, and your team doesn't have a coach. They don't even have a game plan. You probably aren't feeling very good about their chances. Make sure you're prepared for one of the biggest financial decisions of your life, retirement. Do you have a coach? What about a plan? Set yourself up for success by calling 877-222-8849 and having Mindy and Nolan McIntosh and their team at McIntosh & Associates create your retirement playbook. They'll help you think through taxes, income, legacy planning, and much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement game plan that you can feel confident in. Start planning today with Central Michigan's retirement coaches, Mindy and Nolan McIntosh at McIntosh & Associates. Call 877-222-8849. That's 877-222-8849. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. And welcome back, everybody, to the ACHA Power Play live, as we mentioned here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on uh, YouTube. And uh, we are powered up, as always, by Belly Up Sports. Uh, check us out at bellyupsports.com. We've got our complete list of podcasts. We talk everything from NHL, NFL, college football, you name it. Uh, all the writers that do an amazing job on the Belly Up Sports Network. Uh, I had the, the honor to be on the college football preview show taking my lumps being a Michigan fan uh trying to plead my case for them to beat Alabama in the college football playoffs didn't bring any signs or anything but 
Uh, I digress. Uh, check out our website, uh, the Belly Up Sports Network on bellyupsports.com. They host their, they power us up here on the ACHA Power Play and as well as the Captain Lou Extravaganza, which we will have another episode tomorrow night at 7.30. And uh, Brett Radlinski of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast is going to join us. We'll talk a little hockey with him. Everything in the world of sports there. That's tomorrow night at 7.30. Again, thanks to uh, Mackenzie Murphy from the Hockey House Podcast for joining us. Uh, they're doing such a tremendous job over there. Great coverage of the ACHA. Great rapping with him, talking hockey. And uh, still to come here shortly, we will be uh, talking with uh, Leo Marone, the head coach of the Ohio Bobcats, as uh, they wind down their first semester and uh, get ready for the sprint portion of their schedule as uh, they um, are looking to go back to the national tournament here. And uh, without any further ado, let's bring them on in. The head coach of the Ohio Bobcats, and that uh, being uh, Leo Marone. Leo, thanks for joining us tonight. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Lou. And, and great job at Nationals. I heard all your calls and everything. So thanks for covering LA oh, thank and you. everything you do. It's awesome. Uh, you know, it's like uh, talking with Mackenzie Murphy, who uh, he was on just a little bit ago, and he says that uh, he needs to get credit for – the winning streak that you're on since they came and uh, visited you in Athens, by the way. Yeah, that's right. No, it was awesome to have them. And um, obviously we started a, a winning streak against Syracuse. So things are going well. The break, we don't want the break though. We got to keep going. <laughs> that's what a lot of the coaches say. You know, the ones that are winning, they say it. The ones that may have stumbled, they say, well, we could really use it. But no, I get it. Hey, uh, you guys, strong first half coach again, uh, uh, rank seventh. I know that may change a little bit, but uh, you guys are playing well, as you mentioned, coming into the break. Yeah, for sure. I think we, you know, we have 19 players who are underclassmen, so we're, we're very young. I think we it yeah. showed early in the year. Uh, we started a little slower than we wanted to, um, and then we ran into a few injuries. But um, since we went to Chicago earlier this, well, it's been what, like three or four weeks now. Um, we started having yeah. everybody back and everybody bought in and we all understand what Ohio hockey is. And I think right now we're, we're where we want to want to be at this point of the year. All right. I got to ask you a question and you got to be honest with me on this one. Now, um, do you, uh, do you, do you look at the rankings as a coach during the year? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I like it. No, I think it's a it's a good way to see where we're at. Um, I mean, obviously, we everybody thinks that they should be a little higher, and everybody likes to complain about the computer, and it's just part of the fun. But <laughs> for us, like you know, obviously, it matters. The where you want to be seated yeah. well when you go to nationals, it makes your route your road a little easier. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely look at it. Now. You know, I, I and I know you follow the other teams and everything, but just by looking at the positioning throughout the year, uh, coach, it seems like you know you're not going to you're not seeing a team go twenty eight zero and one coming into nationals or anything like that. You guys are, I think, the playing field is a little bit more even with the top ten at least with you guys. Oh, for sure, I would even say the top twenty. Um, yeah, I mean, this year we've played teams out of the top ten, like. Calvin, uh, they were very good. Um, there, there are a lot of new and up and coming programs. Um, 
very good coaches across the league. The talent is incredible this year. I think that there are at least 15 teams that can go to St. Louis in March and have a real chance to winning. Well, you mentioned your schedule and, you know, it, coach, I, I notice how difficult it is. Um, you know, I guess that's one of the uh, byproducts of having such a great program throughout the years. Teams want to come and play you guys. Now, does that help make the scheduling a little bit easier? Yeah, I mean, we, I can't complain. Geographically, we're in a great location, so it's it's not yeah. too far for anyone. Um, and then, yeah, honestly, if I could, if I was allowed to play 36 home games, I think I could fill that schedule pretty <laughs> easily. Um, we're, we're fortunate. We, we have a rink on campus, and we sell out most nights. Uh, it's a great atmosphere, and, and teams who come and visit really enjoy their time. So I think it's a, it's a good trade-off uh, for everyone. And, um, yeah, I mean, we try to have the best strength to schedule possible. We, we know that's how the, the ranking work. Um, uh-huh. We try to get the Liberty, the Adrian, the Minot, if we can. And um, it's, not a, it's yeah. not a very hard task to build a schedule at Ohio, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's, I'm just writing it down. This is... Man, I, this is another a, another barn that I got to come and visit. When you mentioned that it's sold out, I got to go. Now it's another one I got to talk my wife into going with me or else letting me go for a little guys weekend on my own to come down and watch your brand of hockey. I, it's, a, you know, I'm bummed out. I can only watch you guys at nationals in person, you know? Yeah, well, you should tell you what. It's a beautiful place. Um, we're in the middle, right. middle of the Hawking Hills, all the vineyards and, uh, the national park or the state park. Um, there's a lot to do. The, the town is unbelievable. I, I think for me, being from Switzerland, I, you know, before I came here, yeah. I never heard of Ohio. I didn't even know where it was. <laughs> and then uh, it's such an underrated place. Um, and I think recruiting-wise, it's crazy. Every time we're able to bring a prospect on campus, it's oh, 99% chance of doing it. So lost our connection here. Hopefully we can get them back. Oh, there you are. Okay. Um, so let's, uh, I'll tell you what, just to finish that thought, next time I talk to my wife, I'll put you on speaker and you can help me. Uh, you can help sell it a little bit too. So, for sure. um, <laughs> so let's get back to your team. You talked about it for a second here. You got a good mix. I noticed that too. A lot. Uh, you said 19 underclassmen, freshmen and sophomores kind of getting into the mix. Uh, how much uh, with the, the returning guys, uh, you know, last year you made it to the final four. Um, how much have they passed that along to the guys to kind of get them motivated for this year? Yeah, well, we made it to the final four last year, but we were freshman heavy. Um, okay. I think we, you know, our top line is now sophomores. Um, all our best scorers are sophomores and freshmen. So for them, last year was their first experience in, at nationals, really, uh, and I think that really hurt us. Uh, we we played Adrian, which is a fantastic program, and Gary's an awesome coach, and they took yeah. it to us. So I think coming back, that younger class really learned a lot, um, and you could see that the commitment from them this year is much higher than what I've seen in the past, um, and our seniors. It's a lot of shots, so uh, they're all yeah. committed and bought in, and we hopefully we can go a long way. 
Now, I, I looked at the, you know, your stats. Uh, you could tell the good teams, you know, you talk to the coaches and whatnot. You've got a lineup, Leo, that you can like, you can roll out four lines, I can tell, and uh, not miss a beat. That's uh, got to make it a little bit easier for you when, when you're playing some of these big games. Yes, for sure. And I think that's a trend around the ACHA's top teams. I think you looked at the way Minot won last year. They, they had four mm-hmm. lines deep. Uh, Adrian's always yeah. built with four lines. Liberty's that way as well. UNLV. Like the top five teams are, are four lines deep. Um, and we know that we're going to have to win three, four, maybe five games in four or five ga- days at Nationals. So we, you need to be deep. Um, and that's something that we've been really trying to do through recruiting. You know, and I know as basic as this sounds, you know, talking about that atmosphere when you get there, it's, isn't it, to me, it just seems like the defense ratchet, it's up such like almost tenfold. And, you know, I can tell by what you've got in, you know, on the back end led by, uh, you know, Justin Damon putting up some great numbers this year, you know, with the competition that you guys have faced. Yes. And I think we, I keep going back to my not, so I'll, I'll send yeah. was an invoice for this one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he, me too. Me too. He, All right. You, you look at the way he won last year, it's two or three overtime wins and a one, nothing win in the final. <laughs> and it's just through hard work defense. Um, and I think that's how you win at this level. So Justin came to us last year. He was a transfer from NCAA. Okay. Uh, took a little bit of time for him to, get acclimated to to the style of play that's in the ACHA. Uh, but I think he's a top three goalie in the league. It, he's won oh. us many, many games. What, what Talk about that. What was what was the biggest adjustment that he had to make, do you think? Well, I, I think that the, the play here, especially at Ohio with the smaller rink, uh, it's a little more okay. intense, and there are a lot more shots than what he used to see. Um, oh, you know, okay. less quality, sh- less lower quality shots. Uh, just getting peppered a, a bunch more than in the NCAA. I think the su- the shot selection from some players is a little better. Um, the the plays might be a little cleaner sometimes. Um, so he had a hard time reading what was going to happen on the ice. Um, but but now he's adjusted. Now he's been very good. We're joined by head coach Leo Marone of the uh, University of Ohio Bobcats uh, right up there in the rank national rankings uh, again this year as uh, our road to St. Louis is less than three months away from puck drop. Coach, uh, it seems like, you know, we always say the first semester is a marathon, but it flew by. I mean, now you really got to put the lace, you got to strap the laces up once you get back from break because it's going to be here before you know it. Yeah, the, the first challenge is we're back on January 2nd for our first okay. practice and our first game January 5th. Um, so that's right into it. Um, and then it's a 10 or 11 weeks to, to national. So it, it is a sprint. Um, and I, I think that's that's well designed by, by the league. I think the first semester you get to play all your new players. You get to figure out what you got. And now it's it's time to go. So a little rest for break and then just full steam ahead.
So um, I, I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here. I want to go back to the tradition of Ohio hockey. When you took over as head coach, did you feel any kind of pressure um, to kind of maintain the success that they've had? Yes. Yeah, a lot of pressure. I think it's a, it's a program where the community is extremely involved. Um, and we are a program that's been around for 65 years. So yeah. we have a ton of alumni and, and they care. So I'll always remember we had my first team dinner with our booster club and our alumni. Wow. And one of our alumni stood up and he just said, so you know, if you're not in the top three and you don't go to semifinals, it's just not acceptable. And wow. um, he said that with a straight oh. face. Oh my Lord. Wow. Yeah. So no, I felt, I, I still feel the pressure, but I wouldn't, I don't want it any other way because it's because they care and, and they help our programs in a lot of ways and they support us and we sell out the rink and oh, it's that... an awesome place. Right. Well, but it comes with pressure. You know, I want to put this up again. So Ben Crane just, uh, he tweeted or sent a message how bird is a very special barn. Yeah. You, you don't have to sell me anymore. We're coming next year, but it'll have to be before the snow flies. So we'll come down in the fall. And then, so Make sure you save a couple of tickets for me and my wife next year when we when we come down. Does that sound I like will. a plan? Yeah, I will, and uh, we'd love to have you. <laughs> um, so we 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 talked about how you think the team has come together. What? Uh, but when you're going into the next semester, uh, Leo, what what do you think? Maybe one thing that uh, the boys have to work on uh, just to kind of keep the pace um, going in for your run to go back to. Uh, St. Louis? Well, I think in the first semester, we've tried a lot of different things. Um, and we've, we've played players in different spots and we wanted everybody to get an opportunity and try to figure out our team. I think now we're in a spot where we're pretty confident in what roles players are going to play. Um, so we're going to do a lot of, of meetings and discussions as far as what they need to do individually to contribute to the team. And try to nail that down to, to each player in each line and um, try to be more cohesive as a, as a group. That's really what we were going to do. Um, and then since it's such a sprint, <laughs> we, now we got to win. So yeah, there you go. That's the focus. You know, and uh, going back to talking about nationals one more time, you know, you were, you had the second seed last year, the year before that down in St. Louis, you had the 15 seed. How much, you know, talk about how better it is to be able to have that buy in the first round. You, you, you don't have to uh, play, you know, the play-in game, so to speak, and, uh, you know, a little bit easier to get to where you want to go, your ultimate goal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's such a difficult tournament to win. It's, it's yeah. probably the hardest, and anything can happen. I think all the coaches will always laugh about you run into a hot goalie and no matter how good you've been all year, you're, you're home. Um, so having the buy is one, it's easier to break down the tournament when you go in and you can focus on okay, this is the first stage. Let's take care of this. Then you can rest and game prep for the rest. Um, and just giving the guys a little bit of a recovery time before the last stretch. Um, 
yeah, so it's huge. Like, that's something we really want to have. So it's going to be 24 teams this year. Mm-hmm. And are are you familiar with what they're going to do? Is it uh, Are there still going to be buys involved for the top teams? Do you know? I don't know exactly. Okay. What I know is that the top eight doesn't play the first day. Okay. And then nine through 24 is playing. Right on. Okay. Yeah. okay, very good. So um, I got to ask you, whenever I have a first time guest on, please, if you would tell us, uh, tell us your playing experience. I know that you played a little, uh, professional hockey before you came a coach, but tell us a little bit about that. And then how your, your journey to become the coach of, uh, the Bobcats. Yeah. So, well, I grew up in Switzerland, uh, and I played there until I was 20, 20 years old. Okay. Um, and then I came to Texas and played in the NHL for a year. Um, then went on to play for Curry College in Division Three. Okay. Um, and after that, I played shortly, but I played for Jacksonville in the ECHL and Knoxville in the SBHL. Okay. Um, and then COVID hit. Um, and during that time, I decided to go back to school. Okay. Um, so I actually came to OU to get my master's degree in coaching. Um, and I was the grad assistant for a year. And that was my plan one year and then go on to doing something different. But they made a little bit, they made a coaching change. Um, then they hired me as the head coach. So I've been here now for, for a couple of years. All right. Uh, who's your favorite NHL team? The Bruins. We'll, we'll, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a pass on that. Although, I mean, I, I like the Bruins because I went to school up there in Massachusetts. Okay. But then um, I just support all the Swiss players. So Nashville with Roman Yosi is a big one. Winnipeg Jets with neither rider now. So okay. I'm all over. I'll pick the winner. <laughs> hey, that's smart, man. That's smart. Now, that's okay if you're a Boston Bruins fan, even though the Red Wings beat them twice this year. You know, right. we'll, but we'll. <laughs> Coach, this has been a treat, man. I appreciate you being able to take time out with us here tonight. Uh, so what are you going to do anything uh, for relaxation over the break? Uh, is there time for relaxation for you as a coach during the holidays? Yeah, no, I think we all need a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, so I'll work in the next couple of weeks, and then I'm going to Florida for five days, um, which is fun for me. My family is flying back, well, flying from Switzerland to come meet me. Oh, wow, great. So it's going to be a, a great short vacation and come back re-energized and ready for the last stretch all right well it's going to be well deserved you guys are doing real well and again you've sold me on athens we're definitely coming down uh it won't to talk about going to the vineyards and the the parks i think that'll be enough to uh talk my wife into coming next year so we'll 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 meet up before that coach good luck um coming into the sprint part and uh again hopefully everything works out great for you we'll see you down in st louis and Love to meet you in person and uh, talk a little more hockey with you there in St. Louis. Good luck. Awesome. Thanks, Lou. And, well, we're excited to have you here very soon, and I'll see you in St. Louis. All Thanks right, for man. everything you're doing for the ACHA. It's, uh, we bet. all know we, we don't always get a ton of coverage, but uh, you're doing an awesome job, and we're thank very you. thankful. All right. Thank you, too. Happy holidays. And, uh, again, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Head coach Leo Marone of the Ohio Bobcats, uh, again, ranked seventh in uh, the country in uh, the ACHA D1. 
Uh, you talk about a team, they play the, the tradition that they have at uh, Ohio is uh, one that warrants getting the cream of the crop that they play every year. Minot, Adrian, uh, Liberty, uh, Calvin, uh, you name it, Niagara, all teams that are ranked in the top 20. And, you know, that's why they may have a few more losses than some of the other teams. But if you look at the uh, national picture right now, there are no teams that are ranked uh, or that are undefeated in rank number one. You know, it's flip-flopping. And uh, that's what's going to make this uh, coming tournament, this national scene in St. Louis in 2024, that much uh, that much more fun. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll go through the rankings the up-to-date rankings in each of the five divisions. And uh, again, we'll wrap it up. So you're watching the Captain or the ACHA Power Play. We are live here on the Captain Lou Sports Network, powered up, as always, by uh, Belly Up Sports. It's the biggest game of the year, and your team doesn't have a coach. They don't even have a game plan. You probably aren't feeling very good about their chances. Make sure you're prepared for one of the biggest financial decisions of your life retirement. Do you have a coach? What about a plan? Set yourself up for success by calling 877-222-8849 and having Mindy and Nolan McIntosh and their team at McIntosh and Associates create your retirement playbook. They'll help you think through taxes, income, legacy planning, and much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement game plan that you can feel confident in. Start planning today with Central Michigan's retirement coaches, Mindy and Nolan McIntosh at McIntosh & Associates. Call 877-222-8849. That's 877-222-8849. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. And welcome back, everybody, to the ACHA Power Play, powered up, as always, by Belly Up Sports. And, of course, uh, we are on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. We invite you to subscribe to our channel. And uh, you can watch all the ACHA Power Plays that we broadcast. We're in season number seven of the ACHA Power Play. And uh, we have great guests like uh, Leo Morone, the head coach of Ohio, and also Mackenzie Murphy of the Hockey House podcast. It makes it that much more fun to bring you these uh, shows. And uh, we are really blessed to be able to have that kind of uh, – feedback and have those guys come on and uh uh we really really do appreciate it hey we talked about it uh the road to st louis that's what we're coming on uh we're on our way to but if you're in st louis you go down to nationals and you want to check out a st louis blues game make sure that you use seat geek they are the official uh secondary market of the captain lou extra sports network here on youtube and go on to seatgeek.com Check out whatever venue you want to go to. You want to go to the Lions game coming up maybe against Denver Saturday night or Minnesota at the end of the year, or you're in Minnesota or Dallas, wherever. Or if you want to go to the Michigan-Alabama game or any any NHL game, go to SeatGeek.com, get your tickets there. And when you go to checkout, make sure you use the promo code CAPTAINLOU, all one word. You get $20 off your first purchase. It is that simple. SeatGeek.com, the official secondary market of the Captain Lou Sports Network, the ACHA Power Play, and the Captain Lou Extravaganza. So again, welcome back, everybody. What we're going to do right now in the last uh, few minutes is uh, we're going to go through and uh, we're going to see if we can't uh, bring you the latest rankings of the five divisions right now in the in the uh, ACHA. 
And uh, let's go right now to the first ranking that we've got. And that, of course, is the men's uh, D1. We talked about it. These are through the 3rd of uh, December, as you, you can see. And the latest rankings will probably come out tomorrow or Thursday. And uh, check out uh, check us out on Twitter, at the real Captain Lou, and I will share those rankings. Or follow me on Facebook, at Lewis Gamlin or the Captain Lou Extravaganza. And that's where you'll find all the latest rankings in all five divisions. But we talked about it, the parity in uh, the rankings. Adrian College, as of last week, ranked number one. They flipped with uh, Minot State. They've been going back and forth. Central Oklahoma, another program, always there every year at Nationals. Uh, we talked about Jamestown in the first part of our show. Uh, Nevada, Las Vegas, they're always there. Uh, the University of Mary, Dan Huntley's team, D1 for the first time this year. They're showing themselves real well. Ohio, as we mentioned, at seven. Liberty at eight. Maryville at nine. Niagara at 10. Uh, Purdue University Northwest. Calvin at 12. Pittsburgh at 13. ITech at 14. Frank DeCristofaro's team always there in the rankings as well. Illinois State at 15. Grand Valley at 16. Uh, congratulations to them. They won the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame tournament in Grand Rapids this past weekend. Four Division I teams, three of them ranked Calvin, Grand Valley, Davenport, who's ranked uh, 23rd, and also Aquinas. Whoops, sorry about that. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but we'll get uh, kind of that screen kind of went wide. But anyways, we'll go through the rest of the rankings there with uh, Grand Valley State. Utah is in at 17, Arizona 18, Arizona State at 19, Missouri State at 20, Delaware at 21, uh, Dearborn at 22, Davenport at 23, and Ohio or Stony Brook at 25, Iowa State at 24. So um, again, those are the rankings in D1. The top 24 make it this year. And uh, we talked about this uh, during our broadcast of the grand uh, the, the tournament I was at this weekend. Eight automatic berths. So that means there's 16 at large berths out there. So with some of these uh, with some of these games coming up in January and especially in February, this is where it really gets to be crunch time. And it's fun for us. It's nerve-wracking for the players and the coaches, but this is again, this is go time. So all right, let's see if we can't uh, bring you up to the uh, men's division two rankings real quick. As uh, this is where we talk about the regionals. Uh, let's start. Let's go through the, the four rankings. Now, these again are through the end of uh, the previous week. Um, the top two teams in each one of these divisions or these uh, the, the uh, regions get the automatic berth to nationals. They don't have to go through that gauntlet we were talking about with the. Uh, regional tournament uh, teams three through 14 will be the ones that go through there. And if you can see Lindenwood and St. Thomas are uh, one and two, they've kind of flip-flopped a little bit there. Iowa breathing down their necks, Kevin Brooks team. They're looking to try to get that automatic berth and a return trip to nationals. And you can see three through 14 uh, lining up right through all the way there down to Marysville university in the Northeast. One of the more competitive regions all the time in division two uh, Northeastern ranked number one again. Keene State bumped up to number two. We'll see if they can stay there. You go right down the list. The defending national champions, UMass sitting at number four. Still a lot of time left. They might be able to bump up to one of those two spots. But again, three through 14 in these rankings, they play in a three-day single elimination tournament for the final two spots in their region. And, uh, you know, it. 
if you're a fan of hockey like I am, you know, you it, it there's nothing better for us, anyways, as fans. In the uh southeast region, again, Florida Gulf Coast and Indiana, one and two. Both those two teams made it to nationals last year. Kentucky and Liberty right now at three and four, right down through, as you can see, University of Pennsylvania at 14. And then uh, in the West region, Montana State and Providence bumped up ahead of Dakota College. So they're right now at number two. Um, Dakota at three, Utah State at four, all the way down to uh, the University of Texas, bumping up all the way from unranked to 14. So Southern State right there with uh, well-represented along with Boise State and the rest of them. So those, uh, those are the teams. Now, the regionals coming up in the middle of February – and I know one of the locations for the central region is going to be in Grand Rapids. And yeah, I'll be there checking it out for sure. I'm really looking forward to watching that right pretty much in uh, my backyard. All right. In the men's uh, division three rankings, let's uh, go on those real quick and we can kind of get you the up-to-date rankings on M3. Now, again, they used to go to the regional format as well where they had uh, the regional tournaments. And, you know, I've been a part of watching a lot of those in the central region over the years, but now it's just the top 16. And uh, again, it's uh, Michigan dominated the eight of the top 16 right now would be from the state of Michigan or the MCHC conference. So, but Grand Valley state undefeated at the top Florida Gulf coast, another team that uh, they're always there, right? It seems like they're always Always there. Michigan State making some hay right now at number three. Uh, I've gotten, I've had a chance to watch them play as well this year. Very, very solid. Lawrence Tech, uh, uh, again, Coach Gaffney really doing a fine job with the Lawrence Tech programs. Uh, University of Michigan, Cal Stripling, the, the defending national champions in uh, Division Three. They're at number five. Air Force at six. Hope College, uh, what can you say about Chris Van Timmeren and his team? Um, they'll be right there in the mix. And uh, they're the runner-up. They've been to the Nationals, turned the championship game now, <clears throat> the last three years winning two and then losing in the finals last year. Missouri, Saginaw Valley, they're going to be bumping up to D1 after this year. This will be their last run. Oakland, uh, the powerhouse that they were uh, back in the last decade, constant trips to the Final Four all the way down to uh, Arkansas, who's made some hay being in the Nationals uh, in the semis uh, the last few years. Calvin making a return uh, visit to the top 16. Of course, they've had quite a few runs, a national champion 20 years ago, and uh, all the way down to Dort College at number 16. Quickly in the uh, women's brackets here, real quick, if we can uh, look at uh, the women's D1. Bring that up real quick. Uh, this was, again, through 12-3. We talked about it in the first half of our show with Midland overtaking Liberty right now at number one. Midland unbeaten in regulation time. Liberty at number two. Adrian College at three, another women's powerhouse. A lot of these teams you see every year. Michigan really doing well. Uh, Coach Truba's team, Truba's team doing fantastic again this year, unbeaten in regulation time. McKendry, Maryville, Arizona State. Now the top 10 teams go and it's kind of a double uh, elimination format with buys. We'll go through that as we get closer to uh, the end of the year, but there's your top 15 right there. And uh, the top 10 
make the national tournament. And finally, we talked about it uh, with uh, Mackenzie Murphy and uh, the women's D2. Let's take a look at their rankings real quick. Um, as you can see, it's uh, I, I apologize. I know there's 16 teams that go. Some of the regions take five. A couple of them take three, I believe it is. One takes four. Uh, I will I will get that for you by next week. We'll get the exact numbers for that. But Villanova, again, in Northeastern, on top Northeastern, we talked about that, the run that they had to the national tournament championship game against a very, very strong Sioux College team. So you can see in the rankings right there in the Southeast and the Northeast. And then, of course, you've got the Central and the West. So Sioux College are the defending champions right up there at number one, Lawrence Tech. Again, Great job that Lawrence Tech is doing in all of their programs, just like Adrian. Some of these teams with multiple teams in the national scene, uh, you know, ranked right up there and at number one. Assiniboine College, uh, they're going to look to try to get back to nationals. These two teams uh, and the Canadian teams, such powerhouses in a women's D2. So there's just kind of a look at the rankings here as uh, we close out the program here tonight. Again, what a great show. I want to thank Mackenzie Murphy from the Hockey House podcast stopping by, you know, talking about what they've done, their journey and the coverage that they bring in uh, the national or the national tournament scene and uh, just the ACH scene in general, uh, the traveling that they've done. It's, uh, you know, check them out, follow them on Instagram and on X and on all their social media outlets. They do a wonderful job one of the partners with the ACHA and of course, uh, Leo Marone for taking time out to be with us tonight on the network uh, from uh, Ohio university. When you talk about ACHA hockey and you talk about success at the D one level, Ohio university epitomizes that they're always there at the national tournament. Uh, Leo talked about it. The alumni that go there uh, that come back, uh, they've been an established for 65 years. And uh, they sell out their barn every weekend. And it's on my list. It's on my bucket list to go there, too. And now, let's see. I've got to go there now. I've got to go to North Dakota. I've been to Liberty. I want to go to a game at Liberty. Uh, I want to go down south again. I want to go to Florida. I, I got to tell you, all these all these places that I can't wait to go see uh, games live. I, I'm going to have to win the lottery or, uh, you know, just uh, plan it a little bit better maybe for next year. So, all right, that's uh, that's going to do it. We will have a show next Tuesday, uh, seven o'clock, same time. ACHA Power Play. We're gonna go. We're gonna take a break between Christmas and New Year, uh, just like everybody else. Kind of catch our breath and get ready for the sprint here in the first uh, three months of 2024. Again, it's less than three months to puck drop. March seventh, St. Louis, at the Centene Center. All five divisions are going to be in St. Louis. All three of the men's, both of uh, the women's divisions as well. Um, it's going to be, it's such a great time. If you're in that area, you know, I say it every week, but you you got to stop by and see some great hockey. It's competitive. These guys and gals lay it all out. And uh, the formats with the single elimination in D1, they're, the pool play in D2 and D3, the, the double elimination at uh, the women's D1 and the pool play in D2 makes for five to six days for each division of great, great hockey. And, you know, the, the way the communities and the fan bases come together, you know, we talked about Iowa, you know, their crew. I mean, some of these teams, Kentucky, uh, 
Hope College at the D3 level, you know, they always travel well, no matter where they go. They're loud and it's, it's, it just makes it that much more fun. Ohio travels tremendously. Arkansas, oh my goodness, some of the, the, the cheering section that they have, that's what it's all about with ACHA hockey. And, you know, it, to be a small part of it, just, it, it, it's, it's what, that's why we do this and to be able to bring, you know, the interviews and whatnot. So um, it's, the nationals are less than three months away. It's going to be a quick, quick time before it gets here. So if you get a chance this weekend, I know there's some games out there. I know there's a few games at the D3 level, a couple at the D1 level before the break, and then things kick back off uh, the first weekend in January. So again, check it out. And uh, the regionals will be around the corner for D2 for the qualifications. And then of course, conference tournaments, some of these conference tournaments, conference tournaments have their automatic bursts at stake. So a lot to look forward to. Can't wait to keep you up to date on all of that as well. All right, that's going to do it here tonight for another broadcast of the ACHA Power Play. It will be available audio version on Spotify tomorrow. So if you missed any portion of it, you can check it out there or follow us on YouTube at the Captain Lou Sports Network. We will This uh, show will be there in its entirety. We'll have highlights of it as well on our social media pages, X at the real captain Lou, the captain Lou extravaganza Facebook page or my personal one, Lewis Gamble. So, all right for, um, we want to thank one more time, Mackenzie Murphy from the hockey house podcast and head coach Leo Marone from the university of Ohio, uh, the Bobcat hockey program. All right. And of course, thanking you for taking time out to join us. All right. This reminder, keep your heads up, keep your sticks down, keep your feet moving. And as always keep your minds open. Thanks for joining us here on the captain Lou sports network and the ACHA Power Play. Until next time, enjoy the hockey. So long, everybody. Talk soon.